mind one thought at a time. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Changing Minds Online Empowering Women series. Good evening, Akina. How are you doing tonight? I am doing great. I am so excited about our topic tonight. I just can't wait to get into it. Me too, me too. I'm excited. Now, before we get started, I actually just want to give a special shout-out. You know, in a moment of total law of attraction today, I was at the gym. I was actually in the sauna, and I met someone named Amasi. We got to talking, and um, she has a son who's seven, and she's on the call tonight, excited and ready to learn about how we can help our kids to be high achievers. So tonight we have on the call a mother of four, a teacher just like Akina and myself, a business and life coach. This person has been in the field of um, education for over 20 years. She has a uh, master's in education, a master's in business. She's a business owner, a founder and owner of Achieve Success Life and Business Coaching. And she is very, very passionate about loving, motivating, and inspiring children to be the best they can be. She's an author of the book, Raising High Achieving Children. It's a pleasure and honor to welcome Elizabeth Oganju on the call tonight. How are you doing, Elizabeth? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. You know, obviously, as empowering women, and and it's not only about empowering women, but, you know, we want everyone to be to be happy and successful, to create the life of their dreams. But, you know, tonight we want to really empower mothers how to help their children. And we know that to be empowered, that most of the time that the values that kids have, the beliefs about themselves, they actually learn at a very, very young age. Typically people think, you know, anywhere from like three to seven is when kids are, are developing their lifelong, like, beliefs about themselves, all those, like, inner voices we hear in our head. Kids get those voices at a very, very young age. So, Elizabeth, you know, what does it mean to have to raise high-achieving children, and how can we really help parents with tips and tricks to make sure their children are set up for success? Thank you so much. That's a wonderful question to ask, and that was my quest. You know, when I have uh, four children, I was like, oh, my goodness, these children come, and they did not come with any manual, no instructions, how will I make sure that they actually succeed in life? And that sent me on a quest, searching, reading. Of course, you know, I went to school to study education too, and I found out the secret. And I'll be so happy to share it uh, with your audience today uh, as I've shared it in my book. And what I found is that every child that every parent has was born or is born for greatness. There is a seed of greatness in your child. You as a parent, the sole purpose you were given that child is to bring that greatness out. So this evening I'm looking forward to share with you some things that I found out on how to bring out the greatness in your child. When we talk of high-achieving children, we're not talking about those kids over there, somewhere out there. Uh, We are super geniuses. We are talking about every child that has been given to us by God, the Creator. And for that child, 
there is a special purpose. For that child, there is a unique talent. And you and me as parents, whether we are natural parents or adopted, or we adopt these children, either by being role models or whichever means, our role is to bring this greatness out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I am actually a special educator in profession, and I believe that every child that I work with has greatness in them. And when we approach the world from the perspective that is, there's greatness in every person, you know, for us and, in, in, you know, Akeen and I do this, this podcast about greatness being in every woman, but there's greatness in everyone, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're 90 or whether you're nine months old, there's greatness inside of you. And, and you know, parents know that your children are, are special, they're wonderful, the same way that, you know, we're doing amazing things, you're doing amazing things, Elizabeth. Keen and I have dedicated our life to empowering women. There's people all over the world who've decided to make a difference. You know, that starts really in childhood and, and how you raise your children and how you support children, not only as a mother, but the children in your church, the children in your community. If you're a teacher, then it's maybe a little more obvious. But all of us, nieces, nephews, cousins, we all have kids in our life, and it is our duty, our honor, and our privilege to really help them see the greatness that's in them. Yes, yes, we are. It is our honor. It is our duty. And uh, the thing is, it actually is an everyday experience for every mother, for every person who comes in contact with a child. And it is uh, some of the tools that I have used and that also the clients that have come to me, I have proposed to them, they have used and they have found very, very useful and productive is the power of your words. What kind of words do you say to your children? You know, growing up, I used to have a neighbor uh, who, when she woke up in the morning, she would start cursing her children. She would say so many bad things to this uh, particular boy. So when that boy ended up in trouble, None of the neighbor was surprised because it was like that was what the mother wanted to happen anyway. That was what she was calling on every day. So I say, Mother, what do you say to your child? When your child wakes up in the morning, how do you greet that child? Is it, oh, you stupid, you did this wrong, oh, you threw that word again. Oh, well, you are an idiot, you don't even know how to do anything right, and so on and so forth. Is that the way we welcome our children or we say hello, good morning, or we correct our children? Is it just by nagging or is it by showing understanding, love, and clear instruction? Children want to be loved. They want to be respected. The power of your words can do a lot to bring a change about in your child, to grow that seed of greatness in that child. You just need to water that seed so that it can sprout and blossom and be beautiful, and everybody would see it. And as I mentioned, and as it was uh, stated in the uh, flyers that went out, see, some children... Their greatness will be in academics. 
they'll get all straight A's. Great. We should continue to encourage them. But some of your children may not go into academics. You have to still find out what that child is made for. There is a very good friend of mine, uh, somebody I admire, my coach, somebody I look forward to is a multimillionaire. And this person shared his story with us. I belong to his team. He shared the story of how he went to school and throughout his school days he was failing in everything. He said he failed almost every subject. But you know, he has a very, very uh, prospective father. One day, his father took him to a group, a team of entrepreneurs, and that was how he started being an entrepreneur. That was how he grew into having a business, multi-million, he's been a multimillionaire today. So if that father has beaten him and uh, cursed him and thrown him out of the house and said, oh, you are not good, you will, not be, you will amount to nothing in your life because you are getting all eggs. No, the father didn't do that. The father noticed something in this boy, something special, and he took him to the right place where he belonged. And there, from there, he developed and blossomed. And now it's a blessing to so many people. Wow, that is a powerful story, Elizabeth. You know, a lot of us can relate to that. You know, I was I was kind of the opposite. I was an academic born into a family of non-academics. So <laughs> they would tease me about being a lifetime learner. And, you know, that kind of put me down for making me made me feel like I really, really didn't, I shouldn't study, and I shouldn't be Mm. who I was. But I had Mm. to realize that I had to go find people who embraced the fact that I was academic and that was my area. And once Mm. they realized that it wasn't going to change, they got on board. (laughs) But Mm. I definitely understand what you're saying. Our words Mm. are so powerful to our children. You know, mm. if you are t- telling them that what they're doing is negative, all the time they're going to start believing that, and they're going to think what their natural talents are are wrong. And we should never mm. do that to them. No, we should never. We should rather encourage them. We should rather build them up. We should rather let them, when they make mistakes, okay, we correct them. You know, there are five things, five mistakes that our parents make. And one of those mistakes is uh, parents think that uh, they should always be friends with their children. See, there is nothing wrong in being friends with your children. You should love your children, be their friends, but there should always, always, always be a line when you let them know that you are the parent. So when they do something wrong, you can correct them. You correct them in love, okay, so that they'll be better, not for punishment. Okay, The, the goal of correction of discipline should be to make them achieve more, to be better. So we must let them know why we are correcting them. We must let them grow out of what the bad behavior we don't like into a good one. 
So we must be firm. We must encourage them to be what we expect them to be. We must have expectations. See, some of us as parents, we just let these children grow like mushrooms. There is no expectation. We don't expect anything out of them. So they they just do whatever they like. But uh, a study uh, was done in Harvard, and it showed that when when parents show their children, this is my expectation, this is what I expect from you, that actually encourages those children to perform better, to progress better than the others that the parents had no expectation of. So it's good to let them know because we love them, so we expect something good from them. But when they don't measure up, that's okay too. We should correct them gently and in love. Not to punish, but to make them see a better way. We should let them understand why. Many a times we just call children, especially teenagers, without letting them know why. They should know why. You see, we think children are dumb because you know, they, because they are not uh, advanced in age. They are very smart. All these kids are very, very smart. So we must deal with them, treat them with respect, and let them know that when they are not doing well enough or when they are falling below expectation, we still love them, but they need to pull up their, you know, pull up the weight and get to where we expect them to be. That's great advice, Elizabeth. You know, one of the things that's coming to my mind is, like you said, sometimes parents might, you know, think their children are not matching up to their expectations. And one of the things that I hear often um, from parents is when their child, let's say they, they want to be a hockey player, they, they want to pursue football, or maybe they, you know, or their father was a doctor and they want to be a lawyer, or, you know, they did children are choosing a different profession than their parents might think good for them. You have a lot of friends living in New York City that are artists, that are musicians, and their parents think it's not a real profession, that there's no way that they could make it in that world. Right, but what if, you know, what if that was what was said to John Lennon? You know, what if all the famous musicians and artists and legends really of today were told that by their parents? So how can parents support their children to really find and live into their purpose while still really caring about, you know, their success and really setting them up for success? I am not a parent, but I can imagine that that's a really hard thing for parents to come to terms with and deal with. It is, it is, especially for immigrant parents. You know, immigrant parents, when they come to this land, uh, which I am one of them, you know, we want our children to be very, very strong academically, and there is nothing wrong with that, and I encourage it. But we must always, always give room to that child who's lying, who's unique, who has that uniqueness, that special talent which is a gift from God, which others may not have. So how will they do that? Uh, From my studies and my research and from talking to others, I have found out that parents, and this is where parents should be parents, and not just just wanting to be friends and being in the child's good book all the time. Parents should know right from uh, a younger age, what is this child passionate about? What does this child really, really like? Because if you know what your child is passionate about and you, you, you make effort to develop that child, 
in his or her passion. That child will never work in her in life because while she's doing her passion, when he's doing her passion, that is what he or she loves to do. That is not work. She will enjoy it, and money will come later on. That will happen. We must encourage our children to find what they really love to do. And we must do our best to get to make them the best in whatever they have chosen to do. Because uh, we are lucky to be in this country. You know, this is a land of great opportunities. So we can and we should do all our best to provide whatever is necessary to that child to be what he or she is. We must help the child find what the passion is. Wonderful, wonderful. And I know that passion is very important because, like you said, uh, once they uh, find their passion, then it'll never be a job. It'll be, you know, total pleasure doing what they want to do in their lives. And I, uh, I would love, love to go back because you made a wonderful point about the five mistakes parents make. And I know you mentioned number one which is trying yeah. to be children's friend. But what about the other four? I would love to hear those. Uh, okay, okay. Yes, and I'd be happy to share them with you. Um, uh, one of the things uh, that I have found out also in my studies uh, is uh, when nagging, always nagging, parents are always nagging, always giving negative uh, reports to the child instead of encouraging reports. Uh, parents are always wanting to be friend and never firm because they are always flip-flopping, so we cause confusion to the child. We don't know. The child doesn't really know what exactly where we are, where we stand. That causes confusion. Uh, and many times, especially when we have more than one child, we, make, we, we knock their heads against each other by making them to be too competitive. Okay, there, is, there can always be friendly competition among siblings, but we should know that children should be able to come home and find cooperation and find love among themselves. We should not make them enemies of each other because they are competing. Some parents fall into this mistake. And uh, the, the first one is uh, many a times we, we, don't, we just... We just assume the child understands what we are saying. No, she doesn't or he doesn't understand. So we must always give clear instruction. Um, that would be we must tell the child exactly what we want. We must tell the child how we want it. And we must also explain why we want it. When you, let those, when you follow those three steps, the child will be, clearly, uh, will be clear in what you want and if it's not clear, encourage the child to come back to you and ask for more information. And the fifth thing is what parents don't like to hear or what many people don't like to hear, which is discipline. We must discipline our children. See, we make a great mistake when we think that we live when they are young, but well, like two, three years old, oh, they are too young, we shouldn't start. Now we wait till they are 13 years old. You see, by the time they are 13 years old, it's too late. They don't want to listen to us anymore. 
They don't want to be with us anymore. They would rather be with their friends, with their peers. And so uh, they, they already form some kind of characters which we may not like. So we should start disciplining them as early as possible. We should let them know what is good and what is not good. We should let them know where we stand. We should let them know what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And they will also find out that self-discipline is what will make them achieve whatever goals they have set up for their lives. It is through self-discipline that they can be whatever they want to be in life. So that is also very, very important. Wonderful. Yeah, Thank you. I'm really self-disciplined. That's really powerful, like talking about self-discipline versus just a parent disciplining a child. And we know that when a child learns the the skill and the muscle, because it really is a muscle of self-discipline at a young age, it carries with them all the way through adulthood. And, you know, it really sets them up to win. It's just really powerful. You know, no matter how you look at it, you know, we all are doing things every day, you know, that we have to discipline ourselves. You know, today I went to the gym, and I really just wasn't in the mood to go to the gym. If you look at my Facebook status right now, my mm-hmm. personal page, mm-hmm. you know, it actually says, you know, I, I I love the power I get when I don't my feelings get in the way of my purpose. And it's mm-hmm. so powerful to teach that to kids at a young age. You know, yes. what are some really steps and tricks that parents can use to really instill that value in their children? Very easy. You know, uh, children, even as young as two years old, if you if they do something now and you don't like it and you let that child know, that child is not likely to repeat it. But if he repeats that mis- uh, that action, he knows your, what your reaction will be. He will look at your face. It was, it wouldn't, because he knows you don't like it. So how do we discipline our children? Let them know. Let, don't wait till when you get to the grocery store uh, before you start telling them not to scream at you. The first time when you talk to them and this, he or she screams at you, you tell the child, that is not acceptable. You don't scream at your mother. When I speak, you listen. You know, also, this thing is from the way we raise them up, and that's why it's very important. The foundation is raise them in love. Raise them with good, encouraging, motivation, motivating words every day. They will know, the child will know that you love him or her. And so when you correct, when you discipline, the child will also know that. And when you discipline, you you should not just discipline and punish and let it go. No, let the child know why you are disciplining, why you are correcting, why you have uh, you are, are giving him the reward. Let him know the reward for when he has done well and the consequences when he has not done well. And this, I, I will give you uh, something easy to remember. E, the four E's, the first E is example. Be a good example to your child. Be a good role model. The child will see it and will model you. And will know what mommy does and what mommy doesn't do. And the other E is what I mentioned before. Expectation. Let the child know what you expected. What is expected of this child? Okay? 
I'm the child knows. See, they, they are smart. See, we, we, we sometimes underestimate our children. They are very smart. They will get it. And the other E is experience. Well, many a times we rush to our children. We don't let them experience. You know, after we have told them not to do something, they do it. And we don't let them experience the consequence. Let me give you an example. One of my kids, my daughter, uh, drove and was driving. Something happened to the uh, the cam uh, mirror, and it was damaged. And uh, she was so so afraid to tell us. Eventually, she came home and she told us, and uh, we didn't say anything. It's okay, well, we thank God. You're okay. It wasn't as bad as that. But you see, she had to go to practice, do extracurricular things in the evenings. She couldn't go. Why? Because there was no car to take her there. So what was the lesson for that? Next time you drive more carefully. And she will, she will, she, she also learned that if she had grown up enough, she would have had to pay for that mirror that was damaged. Okay, we let you use the car, but you also know that you must use it. Privileges also come with responsibility. So we must let our children know that when they do something wrong, there are consequences. So experience is the best teacher. Okay, let it, don't, don't push them into fire, but where it will not hurt them, let them know. This is why you say they shouldn't do this, because if they do it, it will burn them. Because if they do it, something negative will happen. When they, they learn well from experience and also empathy. When they do some, when they they are going through challenges, difficulties, bad experiences, we should draw them to ourselves. Okay, we should not be too uh, too stern and too uh, too much demanding. We should show understanding and empathy, and so they will understand that the discipline we are giving them is for their own good. Wow, that was wonderful. I know that everyone can definitely use those uh, four E's. And I know that you have a few bonuses that you wanted to give to the audience today. As we're coming to a close, I would love to hear about that. Okay, great, great. I'll be happy to talk about them. Well, uh, this the book I, I'm talking about, the Raising uh, High Achieving Kids, Seven Ways to Enhance your children's future uh, has a lot of stories from a lot of experienced parents, very successful parents. They share their experiences raising their children. The mother of a governor shared their experience. Uh, some other highly, highly uh, successful uh, parents uh, uh, and business people share their experiences. So that book is available on Amazon. But uh, for being on this uh, podcast, I will give it to you at 20% discount. Uh, if you you can call me, you can reach me through uh, my Facebook, uh, Elizabeth Oraganju, or you can go to my uh, website, uh, LizCoaching.com, uh, or CoachingForBusinessForLife.com. Uh, uh, anywhere you reach me, if you let me know that you're on this podcast, I will give you 20% discount. And that's the first uh, bonus. The second one, uh, if you, uh, I give you also a free coaching session worth $500. Uh, if you uh, uh, contact me 
for coaching sessions, uh, for being on this podcast. Also, the third one will be, if you buy two or more of my parenting book, I'll give you my third book for free, uh, which is uh, a novel, uh, which is on relationships uh, between uh, young people, which parents also can learn from. And the fourth thing is, uh, if you have five sessions of, of coaching with me, uh, I'll get, give you three books for free. And of course, close the $500 value uh, free coaching sessions. Uh, and you can always contact me to get more detail about these bonuses. Uh, I'm, I'm passionate about coaching because I learned from some people and I want to share this with others. And it is when we help one another that we can grow and our circle also can grow and develop. And that is my goal. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Is there a, a takeaway that you would like for the audience to have? My takeaway today for you is love that child. That child is a special gift from God to you. And how do you love that child? I leave with you three P's. The first P is be pragmatic. Be practical, okay? Don't be too abstract when you are dealing with your children because they are human beings. They may be little, but they are smart. The second P is priority. Make raising your children your priority. You, we all want to, be, to have a lot of material stuff. But you see, within a short time, they will grow up. They will go to university. They will leave, go to college. They leave home. Then we have no influence on them anymore. So when they are with you, make them your priority. Make them your priority. And the third and the most important thing, if you have not got anything from this podcast, is this. Possibility. Believe that everything is possible. What you desire for your child is possible. What you want your child to be is possible. Say it to the universe. Let God agree with you and believe and make it happen. And I will request your audience to send a tweet uh, to my tweet, uh, tweet site, Kosidasi, at Kosidasi. Tell me one thing you believe about your child by speaking it to the universe, and I'm going to retweet it to my uh, audience. So send me your tweet. What do you believe? What are you believing God for, for your child, or for your significant others, or for your sister or brother? You've got to believe in possibilities because we deal with God of possibilities. Three Ps, practical, priority, possibilities. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. And You're now welcome. if something you know, if something that Elizabeth said today touched you, please find her podcast from tonight on changingmindsonline.com. dot com. We'll also be on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Podomatic. 
Jessica, do you have anything to add before we close the call tonight? Elizabeth, thank you. Um, a lot of really valuable information. I hope that this call was really helpful to women, you know, to mothers on the call. And, and really, like I said, anyone who interacts with kids, you know, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really our pleasure. Okay. Yes. Thanks. Well, on that note, so guys, not- we always tell you, yeah, we love you. God bless. Akina, are you anything else you want to add? I know. I'm good tonight. All right, guys. Well, have a great evening. Um, good evening, Elizabeth. Good evening, Akina. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good evening. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone.